Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm, yes, I'm good. Good, good. It's... I know. Pe- people are going to wait. Until, when is he going to be terrific again? I'll get there. <laughs> I promise. But I'm good. I know. And, it, you know, it's funny because we're now starting to record at different times of days now that my schedule has changed. So we are recording in the morning and it'll be interesting to see if our <laughs> energy levels start to rise <laughs> <But> the earlier. <laughs> if our energy levels are better in the morning than they are. Yes. Well, we typically we typically did not do it late. No, no. We've done it, though, at the end of the day. And people, if they've listened long enough, know that <laughs> I'm more of a lark. You know, I'm an early bird kind of person. I'm the one that gets up and, you know, but you have too. I mean, I've been seeing emails from you at like six in the morning. I'm like, whoa. Yes. I don't know what's going on with my schedule right now, but I've kind of decided to take advantage of those morning hours. And maybe I am slowly becoming a lark. A lark. You might be. I was never really a lark. I've never really been. I'm not a night owl. I've always just kind of been... The The third third bird. (laughs) (laughs) And if people want to know what are we talking about, you got to go back to Daniel Pink's book, When. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, I don't know if it's that. I I actually said to my cousin, I said, maybe this is what happens in your 30s, is that you start to need less sleep and can wake up earlier. And she disagreed. (laughs) Okay. But we'll see. Oh. Oh, the 30s. The 30s. <laughs> that was a few decades ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do remember um, when I was in my late 20s, there was a TV series called 30-something. Hmm. And it was like, wow, pretty soon I'll be able to watch that. And that's, like I said, decades ago. But anyway, that's not. we're not here to talk about it. No. <laughs> um, don't miss the miss. That was the title of this morning's post. Mm -hmm. It's kind of confusing. And when I wrote it, I'm like, this, like, we're talking about missing, don't miss the miss, but there's misses you should miss. There's good (laughs) misses, there's bad misses. And so the way I kind of introduced it was to use a baseball example, because I am Mm -hmm. a Yankee fan, and this is not a good time to be a Yankee fan, because... They just can't seem to win when they need to right now. And I and it's so frustrating. So I'll watch a game or I'll listen to a game and a player will strike out or they'll fly out or they'll, you know, and 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 the announcer will say, Well, he had some good swings. Like, wait, no. <laughs> there is no such thing as a good swing unless you hit the ball and it's a hit or a home run or something. But but that really isn't true. Because a batter that has been struggling they really do start to see the ball better, swing the bat better. They are just miss, just missing. But like I, one of the things that used to frustrate me is I would watch this batter swing the ball, and and the ball would kind of like flip right over the, their head and go, you know, behind home plate. And people would say, "Oh, he just missed a home run." I'm like, no, it went the wrong way. <laughs> but the reality was, he did just miss it. He was just slightly low. Mm-hmm. with the bat and that's what happened and as they have these misses they hone in on where do i need to be to really have a hit so i use that as an example and and so if we use that as an example let's think about the misses that we have in life and i think that a lot of people miss the misses 
So what I mean by that is so when you whenever you try something for the first time, and this is what I wrote in my post, you're never good at it. There isn't anything we do that we are good the first time. I don't care what it is. Um, and imagine if we just quit because it didn't work. Driving a car, you know, um, I, this, so here's another thing that would be a, a funny one for a, a miss. Um, I, people know I love to fish and, and I, although I haven't fished much this summer cause I've been, I've been really, really busy, but I remember going out fishing with uh, my son-in-law, Andrew and my son, Tim and casting. So there's, there's two different kinds of fishing poles that I use. I use what's known as a bait caster and, and an open face spinning reel. And so I'm sitting there with my bait caster and my son-in-law just laughed and he didn't mean it bad. He, he was, it, and I wasn't upset, but that cast went so far off whack. I mean, I like he, and it was almost like, dad, did you try to catch that tree? <laughs> no, I tried to flip it under a tree, but it went, it released at the wrong point. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. If I would be practicing that cast for a couple weeks before I go fish, before the season opens, I would begin to fine-tune the release point when I let go of the line with my finger. But I have to keep, but if, but if, so if I, and trust me, I lost a bunch of tackle that day in trees. It was crazy. And it was like, how can I be so bad? Well, I'm so bad because I haven't been practicing. Now, mm -hmm. the good news is at 60 years old, I've had some really good summers fishing and I haven't always caught the trees. <laughs> you know, maybe golfers would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. I've never... I've golfed twice in my life, so trust me, I, I, my misses were so bad, I just stopped. But it's the, so anything in life, um, maybe you're, you're trying to have a meaningful conversation with a person, and you just approached it wrong. Well, you had the conversation. So let, let's, let's look at this, an employee that I have to have a, uh, an employee development conversation. Um, People know that one of the things that I struggled with was having those conversations soon enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I know I have to have the conversation, but I went in and it just didn't work out the way I wanted it. But I had the conversation. And it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but I started the conversation, so now that's a miss. It's not where I want to be yet, but I could say, what did I learn from that conversation? How can I get better at those conversations? So I can re-enter the conversation. Um, I have a new coaching mentor. Valerie Burton is the new John Maxwell team coaching mentor. And one of the things that she has put into the materials that she's using for us is, is a, um, a new type of note page that all of us use or can use when we're coaching our clients. And one of the lines is, what can I do different next time? Mm -hmm. That's honing in on a good miss. Right. So that's kind of the principle of it. Um, what are your thoughts when you, because, you know, we touched on it offline um, after our last recording. We touched on what I would talk about. So what are your thoughts about this misses and not misses? So, I mean, I, I thought about when, you know, we've talked about I know, fail, first attempt in learning. Yep. Um, you know, made me th it made me think of that. I also thought about how sometimes, um, like, missed opportunities can be blessings in disguise or, or things not working out 
so less situational maybe, but more like large scale things not working out, but then they end up being really good misses for you. Like I think yes. about how um, before I came to MACNE and I was working um, actually for my mom's company at the time, I, I took a, I left a job, a really good job that I had and joined her. And then in about six months in, she decided it wasn't what she wanted to be doing anymore. And mm. so obviously she had to have a difficult conversation with me that, you know, she was not going you know, in a few months from now, she'd be closing her yeah. business. Um, and at first that was really hard for me because I left a really good job, but it ended up kind of being a, a good miss because it landed me at MACNE and okay. I've been here for now seven years and have really like learned a lot. It's been a really great career move for me. And so I think that's, you know, had I not taken that risk and sure, you know, I'd say it was probably a miss for me, I wouldn't probably be where I am now. I'd probably still be working where I was working before. So, yeah. you know, I, th I that would be kind of a little bit more large scale. Sure. On those absolutely. Misses. And then, you know, I wanted to ask you too. Okay. So what would like, what's a bad miss look like? Okay. And that, that's a great question because <clears throat> not all misses are good misses. So a bad miss, a good miss is a miss that's moving me forward. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure we never, ever miss a good miss. A bad miss is a miss that moves us backwards. Um, a, a bad miss would be a miss that um, has really, like, it's, it's got me questioning, am I really able to do something? And, and, and so let me give you an example. So let's say I'm teaching a class, and the class is just a complete bomb. It just mm -hmm. went flat and I can't find something in that that I could do better that's a bad miss mm -hmm. and so I would say put that behind you mm -hmm. now if you've got enough of these in a row maybe you're trying to do something that's not in your gift mm -hmm. it's not in your skill set go back to last week if you want to know what we mean by that but but yeah, so a bad, anything that, that pushes you down, that discourages you, that, that, that shoves you backwards, that's a bad miss. And spend a couple minutes thinking about it, maybe chat with somebody about it, and it just could be an anomaly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why would I have a class that totally bombed? Maybe I wasn't feeling well. Maybe the, um, maybe the class didn't, I didn't get any interaction. So let's say I'm doing an onsite for a company and there might be some real issues within the company that leadership is ignoring. And I walk into a feeding frenzy of really upset employees. Well, that kind of isn't my fault. You know, if I ask, if I, until I can meet with the employees, I wouldn't know what they're thinking type mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, now, so that so let me let me use that. That could actually be a good miss or a bad miss. So it's clearly a bad miss because it flopped. There may be a, a sliver of hope in that. That would there have been something going forward I could have done differently to help them cope with their environment. So so that's I'm just thinking out loud as I say that. And I'm thinking out loud right now too. So do you think that there are more good misses than bad misses and that maybe we don't realize that absolutely i think yeah. 
that most of the misses are good misses. Yeah, that's that. As we're talking I, through this, you know, that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Obviously, you have had more time to sit with this concept than I have. Um, so a lot of what I do on the podcast is talk out loud and think out loud. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm hearing is that like, okay, it's really, and it's, it's probably less about classifying things as a good and bad miss, especially since, you know, we're thinking that most of them are probably good, but yeah. more about actually acknowledging the miss and yes. reflecting on it instead of just saying like, ah, what a bummer and moving on. Exactly. Saying like, okay, like that didn't, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Or, or, right. you know, I don't love the outcome I received from that. Um, what could I do different next time? What could, what could, um, I do to prepare more next time? How could yeah, I exactly. practice that skill? Who could help me practice that skill? Who could I unpack this with? And, kind of, um, figuring out a way to move forward. And if there's absolutely nothing, that you can do to move forward, then you put it behind you and that's the bad miss. Yep, exactly. And I think, I think that there is an extremely small percentage of misses that are really bad misses. Mm -hmm. And something else that we need to realize, we need to realize that now I also will say, so while I say that there's a very small percentage of misses that are bad misses, there is an enormous percentage of people that don't take advantage of the misses. Right. And they, you know, so what, what can happen is I think a lot of people just quit. Mm -hmm. They try it. It didn't work. They quit. They tried it and their friends criticized it and said, what are you doing? You can't do that. And they quit. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, that's just really, really sad. What we all have to realize is that, that growth is critical. Growth is exciting. But growth can be extremely difficult, and you have to fight for every inch of growth. Mm -hmm. And the more the, the more the struggle in the growth, the more profound the growth will be. And what was interesting is in my uh, getting back to my Maxwell event a couple weeks back in Orlando, um, Roddy Galbraith is our, is our public speaking coach and mentor. And Roddy and his, and his wife had a baby that was born with some um some difficulty i don't remember exactly what the her, the condition was that she had but basically they were told that if i if i had the story right she would never have a normal life never be able to walk she would she would have almost no control over her muscles mm -hmm. and what they did was the first thing they did was they went to children's hospital in philadelphia and they learned how they needed to care for her and part of it was literally to make an incline, a, a, a board that would slope down so that the child, when she was old enough to begin to learn how to crawl, would naturally be pulled, gravity would pull her down. And it was like hours and hours and hours every day they were working with this young lady, this little baby, and who's now, I think, in her maybe early teens. You know, and, and, and Roddy was showing us the the videos of, you know, when she was born and the challenges that she had. And then the last video is her playing outside and jumping in a pool. Wow. You know, and you could tell that I don't know if there were many dry eyes in the room. Mm -hmm. But what he said was, you know, her growth was difficult. And she fought for every inch of it. And you need to as well. Mm -hmm. 
And it just was so inspiring that if this little girl could fight through all of those difficulties and be able to run and jump in a pool with her siblings, what is there that I can't do if I just view them as good misses and keep learning? And there's a lot of things that are afraid. You know, I, I taught a class yesterday. It's a class that I've taught, I can't tell you how many times. And there were just some bumps in it. It just, it didn't now. Did the, did the class know it? I don't think so, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I even said to them, because there, um, there were two, at least one spot, maybe two, when my behavior profile, it was a disc class, and my behavior profile as an I got in, in my way. <laughs> and so I used it as an example. I said, so this morning, once or twice, I said, I know once, but I think twice. This and this happened. And I said, you probably didn't notice it, but I did. Mm-hmm. That's a miss. Mm-hmm. So then my question is, how can I do it better? And that's the, key. that's the key in this thing. What Continually, like you talked about, that reflection piece. All right, it's not where I want to be. What could I do better? So the question I have for you is, do you think that it, is it a discussion? Discouraging mindset to say, I can always be better. Is it a discouraging mindset? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's, that's the growth mindset, right? It's that, right. you know, that there's always room for growth. And it, I think that you still acknowledge your accomplishments and, yeah. and, and not necessarily like, it's all in how you phrase it. So it's, you know, like, wow, I did a really great job. So say that class, you knocked it out of the park, right? And right. you acknowledge, okay, that was awesome. I connected with my class. I, yep. I felt like I delivered the content. I felt like my energy levels were high when they needed to be high and lower when they needed to be lower. Um, I can't wait to do that again. And, you know, next time I'm going to do this. So that, yep. you know, that's not necessarily like saying I could do better. It's just saying right. like, that was awesome. And next time I want to do this to take it to the next level. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things is too, so asking yourself, so let's say we had the class, I did have a class and I felt it went really well. Mm-hmm. Then the question that I have to ask myself is why did it go well? Mm-hmm. All right. It went well because this story worked better than the one I used the week before. Great. What was great about that story? Why did that story connect? And how can I change that? How can I even up my game again to make that story mm-hmm. even more profound to really connect with class? So yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I just, I had somebody one time come through one, we were having our post-holiday reception at Macney and, and somebody stopped by, I just happened to be at my office when they were um, and the guy walked by and he says, don't you ever get tired of always having to learn something new? Hmm. And I said, no. But for him, he, he thought that was a negative, that there's always more we can learn. And I'm saying, no, I, I think it's, it's exciting. Right. As soon as I think I've arrived, I'm settling. Mm-hmm. In my relationship with my spouse, with my kids, with my coworkers, in my skill sets. Mm-hmm. Even in my hobbies, if I think I've arrived, I'm settling and saying, okay, that's good enough. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Get better. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and if it's not necessarily, you know, what am I going to do different? Maybe it's how do I continue to do this consistently? Yes. Very good. Yeah. How do I build? Cons- so let's let's kind of wrap it up with the baseball analogy. Mm-hmm. How do I find the, how do I get to a point where I consistently see the ball, place the bat on the ball and hit not home, just home runs, but put the ball in? How do I become more consistent at that? Because those players that get to the Hall of Fame are the ones that do it consistent. Mm-hmm. They don't just have, you know, if you look at Derek Jeter was just inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And, and I loved some of the interviews that people were doing with Jeter. And, and what was amazing about him was his consistency. He didn't have a year when he was like way off the charts with his batting average. He consistently was there. Consistently making the plays. Consistently on the field. You know, and that's, that's what takes us to that next, that consistency piece. And understanding how to assess our misses can build consistency. That's all. That was a great point. Love that. I have to make a note in my notes about the consistency. Um, one last point that I did have here I wanted to make sure is one of the things that's necessary for us to, to, add, to gain the most traction from our misses is confidence. Mm-hmm. You have to have confidence in yourself that you're going in the right direction. And, and, you know, bring people around you that will help you, that will help identify what went well in something you didn't see is necessarily going well because they're they're there mm-hmm. you just have to have that that's your inner circle that's helping anything else you think we may have forgotten no no i think i think we covered a lot i think so too so i have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> but that's not that's not necessarily a miss that's just that's dave something will hit me i'll be reading something or mm-hmm. and i do have you know i have a list of topics I could probably go back through that, but it'll something will touch me over the next few days and just got to wait till next Wednesday to find out. Sounds good. Any special weekend plans? No, no, not really. How about you? No, nothing. I think I'm, people are telling me I have to start thinking about closing up the pool. Yeah. Yeah. So I kept hoping we'd get another warm day so the grandkids could jump in, but it's a little chilly right now. Yes, yeah, it's cooling down, especially at night. It's cooling down. So at one of the, one of these days, I'll it's my project for the weekend is going to probably be closing the pool, which I've never done because I've never had a pool till this year. So we'll, <laughs> I may be calling and saying, "Marissa, help! Yeah. How do I do this?" I'm not going to be much help. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross, and this was the next. Podcast.